Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to episode two of the new season, series six. Um, we missed last week, which Why? is, I went, well, I was wrongly accused and got arrested, <laughs> spent a week in prison, and you had to do an incinerator video in yeah. a shirt, in a lovely shirt. You know what happens though when I do that? Was that like, like it. had you like what? just prepped all of that just for the incinerator? Have you like knocked on your neighbour's? Looking for peels. <laughs> Any peelings, anyone? Mate, I got like fifteen kids, mate. We yeah. eat a lot of food in this house, but von traps. Yeah, but it's like as soon as I got that, I've got Johnny Arfoa like hammering me, um, or oh, another freebie bro, all that stuff, and I get hammered by the boys and it's mm. like, No, this one wasn't actually No. They're yeah. not that expensive, that's the point. But it's like he's such a nice bloke that works for his incorator. He asked me for a couple of pictures and stuff because um, I've got one in the outdoor kitchen like months ago and I've just never done it because I'm useless and I felt so bad in the end he was like um, he was almost like uh, do you mind if we have a chat and he's such a nice bloke I was like mate I can do a video he's like oh would you so nice I was like you look like a proper that. working dad as well like like Sophie's dad and the tiger that comes to tea you know gets in from work puts so everything like mate Puts everything down in the incinerator. Make careful with your hands, though, right? Because I know it's got no, no blades, blades, but it has got some bolts down there, and they will take your fingers right off. Yeah, but you've got to get quite deep for those. I suppose your hands are all right, aren't they? More than an inch. <laughs> you've got yeah, quite exactly, fat hands. Well, must yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. I can't get them in. Not as big a yeah, hands I, as Andy I, Powell, though. We all know that. And Simon Shaw. No one has. But I'm looking at my windows at the moment, and they've got, like, you know, different 12 like, panes of glass in them, but quite big panes. And Andy Powell's hand almost wouldn't fit mm. in one of those. If he, they put his hands on Hollywood Boulevard, yeah, they'd have to have a whole, they'd have to have a whole like slab. Imagine all the money down the side of the seat of Powley's car because he wouldn't be able to get his hand down there. <laughs> Imagine how big his watch strap is. He's got like an extendable watch strap, like a NATO strap, isn't he? Do you remember the Velcro ones used to get like a quick silver one? Yep, that's what my Apple Watch has got. 
Really? I've, I had a problem the other night. My mate Dom came round and he, you know, he's got a problem. He's got a major problem. Last week he bought an Apple Watch 8. And he's like, Ooh. basically, look at this. It's the absolute daddy. I love it. Yeah. Then they brought. Then they announced the Apple Watch Ultra seven days later. So he went oh. back and brought that. Do you know what? So you're a billionaire, man. and he's like, no, I'm a guy. Yeah, but man. the new the new Apple Apple Alert thing is the whatever it's called. The new Apple Watch Ultra is big, chunky, cool, and the battery lasts three days. And I'm like, oh, does it tell you when you're like overheating or heating? I'm, I'm heating. relying on my Apple Watch to save my life when my heart goes because it has to at some point. Yeah, you're going to get that emergency call, aren't you? Have a big yeah. fall beep, on beep, your bike. Beep, 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 beep. I'll be on the M4. I'll be on the M4. I'll pull into memory. I'll get a Costa Express cappuccino and I'll chill out for five minutes with a flapjack and I'll be all right then. <laughs> get a bit of sugar and caffeine down you. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry to our listeners we missed last week. It's just, do you know what? You were busy it, on Tuesday at a, some sort of launch, but I'm not sure you can talk about it. I was busy on Wednesday doing some filming. Uh, for Stonegate, for um, something or other, which we can't talk about, but it'll be re- released soon with Mark Flanagan and Vicky Fleetwood, who both lovely people. First time I met them, yeah, bonded as a trio. Even Vicky thought- Fleetwood has got the sort of physical training work ethic I would quite like for myself, even when I was a player. I'll just quite it. like it in life, to be honest. Yeah, she's incredibly impressive. Mm. Just, we actually um, we, we did a bit yeah, of filming in someone's house, which was a bit weird. Oh yeah, yeah. So they were, they were looking around for a venue to film at, and it had to be in someone's house, and we found one. And the lady was upstairs uh, as we filmed, and part of a family, lovely house. Okay. In Southfields, and a uh, little bit weird because she was upstairs and you couldn't quite relax, but thoroughly. Thoroughly lovely. How much do you want to relax? What were you doing down there? Well, I think there was a couple of people that rejected um, the the videoing because I think they thought it might be a porno. But it was yeah. obviously nowhere near a porno, what we were filming. It was very soft core. But yeah. um, she had a photo. She wanted a photo of us three. Didn't know any, didn't know us at all. And for her kids, who were sporty, but they're not going to know oh, who I we know. are either. No, God, no. Of course they won't. But, yeah, so um, some new besties, which was, oh, well which done, was nice. And then obviously we well got to done. Thursday then, and it was just, you know, you're playing catch-up then, aren't you, for the rest of the week? So Yeah. And it was a bank holiday Monday as well. It was a busy week, fella. It was a, it was a yeah, busy old so week last we, week. So we apologise for well, that, listeners. Do I? Well, yeah, yeah we do. Cause yeah, we do, yeah. We should yeah, be doing okay. one every week through peak times. Yep. You're right. Mm, Look, we goosed up, all right? We goosed up. Mm. Um, yeah, I went to the boat show last week in Southampton. Oh, is that why you couldn't do it? No, oh. couldn't do it because I was at a Women's Rugby World Cup launch at ITV. With the big like dogs. A media briefing thing. Um, met some, uh, new, met some new friends, Flats, over there, did you? Oh, yeah. Who yeah. who impressed you not, the most? No, we. Yeah. I, th- I don't. I don't know if we're allowed to say he's doing it. I'm not sure if they've released it yet. All right, not. don't I mean don't because you get yourself in trouble. But Barack Obama was there. That's all I'm saying. Um, no, she didn't make it. Couldn't make it. She doesn't like doesn't like women's sport. She only likes the men's stuff. She thinks women's sports forced on us a bit. Oh no, that's Jim Hamilton. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I saw Jim at the weekend. He's great, isn't he? Yeah, he was good. 
He doesn't good. think that, by the way. No. Um, he just asked me that oh, question. Oh, mate, it was so board. funny. Like we, we both had to do player interviews before the game. So he had Jack Dempsey and it was meant to be a minute long. Honestly, he ends up asking about seven questions. The piece is about was it, was it seven question in seven questions in one because that's what he does that's what he we were talking about before the pod and he goes yeah I've got to get better at that ask a question and just leave it and then he asked me one on the pod and I said mate that again is that's about five questions in one that and one yeah of those? but it lasted three and a half minutes so when I had to interview Josh Turnbull I had about thirty seconds <laughs> yeah but we what laughed you, about what, it what we do with him what are you oh, gonna do with we him boy about it. Oh, he was looking well. He's though. a bugger, isn't he? He was looking well. I think he thought he was do- he was back on his show, Jim's show, whatever it's called. Yeah. Hmm. Um. He he's doing some quite arty shots with his Harley Davidson at the moment, isn't he? Um. Yeah. Black and he's white. He's often in. Yeah, he's often like in loads of like in pubs and stuff, and it's like, well, it works and it doesn't because if you're having a pint, you're only having half a pint because you're riding a motorbike hmm. and. I think, probably, I think he's better off sticking to coffee shops. That's my pet hate in films when people are having a load of drinks at a bar and then someone drives home. You're thinking, that's not true, is it? You can't drive with that amount of alcohol, don't you? Mm. I'm watching Yellowstone at the moment and Casey, like yeah. no one ever says goodbye on the phone. Mm. No, no, no one says goodbye on any phone calls on TV and it's starting to really annoy me. Mm. I always just say, bye, see ya, ta as they hang the phone up. I'm on season three, but I've... I had to stop Finished after it. a couple of episodes because I'm watching Dharma on Netflix. Jeffrey Dharma. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I'm going to tap it into my computer. Serial killer, mate. Yeah, I know I know who he is. And I know why you're watching it. Um, Netflix, how do you spell it? Reminds me of my mate, Andrew Nicholson. He does. D-A-H-M-E-R. The lead character. Should I tell you something else that bugs me? He's amazing. Such a good actor. Should I tell you something else I can't understand? Mm, Not bugs me, I can't understand it. No, people who say H. Don't understand it. H. 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 I don't understand people who say H. Um, Splitting opinions and splitting opinions, splitting fans and critics, receiving so much backlash. Scary. The problem with Dharma. Um... Is it getting good reviews? I'm it's not sure harrowing. it is. It's harrowing. I'm, I'm actually, I'm enjoying it in a weird way because it sometimes I've got to close my eyes um, at some of the scenes because it's very graphic. And he was an absolute monster. Mm. So okay, yep. Maybe that's one to watch on my own. Yep, yep. I reckon yep. so. On your train journeys, whack it on. Yeah. I used to just stay up for an hour after everyone else had gone to bed and just watch something I liked. <coughs> but I don't do that anymore because... It just relaxes me, watching a good series. You know, you, you, Same com- here. you completely switch off from what's going through your head and you're just able to consume yourself in it. So um, I watched it a bit on the bike today in the gym. Okay. Just 20 minutes. I did well other stuff mate. as well. Well done, mate. Um, loads of arms and chest. I woke up with horrendous back spasm this morning. Ooh. Really bad. Could hardly walk down the stairs. And I thought back to my rugby playing days. And what did I used to do when I had a spasm in my back, Tommy? You used to do the a bit of yoga, getting your knees um, on all fours, and then 
Put your hands out in front and stretch naked. No. Warm up and get some weight through it. I went down the gym and hit back, hit back today, hit back and tries today. Be better. Limped into the gym, strode out. Yep. Works, mate. If it's not an injury, I know it's not an injury, mm. spasm. I was like, I'm going to warm the frig out of it and I'm going to wear, I was that guy in a hoodie, a t-shirt and a hoodie in the gym. And I always think, why are you wearing a hoodie, mate? You're really hot. Um, get it really warm, put a load of weight through it. I'm all good now, boy. Did you, have you cut the arms off your hoodie? Yeah, well, right at the top. It's a sleeveless hoodie. Defo. It's a tank top hoodie. Defo. Um, it's a proper gym I've got top a British man. bulldog on my arm and <laughs> F off written on the other Hairy one. Hairy triceps. Yeah, um, eat shit and die on the other one. Um, yes, I was at the boat show, Tommy. Not there for very long, but um, yeah, it's it's quite sobering being there because not like you and I, you know, we're not we're not rich men or anything like that. But you know, if we wanted a new telly, we can go and get one. If we want to upgrade our car, we could probably justify it. Um, so we're very lucky. But I think I was about seven million quid short of having a good time at the boat show. Oh, yeah, just teasing yourself. Just like, oh my God, look at that. Not even like the massive Sunseeker things. I mean, hmm. I'm not like that like if I won, Fraser. If I won a billion quid, if I found a billion quid in an envelope in the streets, a big envelope, mind, I still wouldn't buy a three million pound boat. I just, what, what, I just, it's not my thing, but I get it, but it's not my thing. But then it's like, well, that looks nice. That's cool. You could have a wicked, you could probably sleep on that overnight. You could have wicked days on it. There's loads of room to sit and eat and you can have a barbie off the back and, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, that is 1.8 million quid, please. You're like, uh, what? Well, if you've got a billion, mate, you've got loads left over. I know, but you it's can rent like, it out. But it's like, this is, this is mad. It's just mad money. Mm, I don't, I don't understand. It's something, it. it's something to do with the price per boat is per meter of the boat. Yeah, yeah. Like a house in Mayfair or something. But it's Yeah, like, but I, it's, I'm like that in House of Fraser, mate. I, I'm looking at like all the Hugo Boss stuff and I'm thinking, oh. <laughs> so, oh, no. End up just going to like, Somewhere else, Zara. Go to the outlet, didn't you? Go to the outlet, Greece. didn't you? <laughs> go to go to Bista. Yeah, go to the outlet, boy. <sighs> um, oh, hang on, I've dropped something. I've dropped me. Um, shut up, Tom. I'm nearly back. Anyway, we're back now. The podcast is back. Um, we did have a, we did have some feedback last week from someone on Twitter. We get one or two a year, don't we? That says, mm. "Why does it take you so long to get to the rugby?" And I think the reply was, my reply was along the lines of, if you want that, you're on the wrong podcast. And isn't it weird to repeatedly listen to a podcast you don't enjoy and then tweet them about it? Like literally mm. do better, do better stuff with your time, mate. So I, just, I really don't like Coronation Street. There so wasn't enough every rugby night on for the last six months. There wasn't enough yeah. rugby on it. And I replied to whoever it was to say, well, last two episodes prior, mate, have been about the English Premiership. Yeah. And also yeah. the the Welsh, uh, the Welsh which yeah. have you heard there might be there's a bit of talk going around about two Welsh teams entering the English Premiership. I have heard about that. Mm, yeah, not sure how true. I mean, for the two teams that that w- would get selected if it went through, great. But for the wel- rest of Welsh rugby, you're thinking, ooh, because I'm sure all four clubs would like to be part of that but then whichever way you look at it there's going to be some really unhappy people yeah so I'm not sure if that's a a viable option I think it'd be great but 
I'm not sure how viable it is. And whether Premiership Rugby would allow it. Mm. Have you heard anything? You got your no. ear close to the ground. What what I mean, the whole Anglo Welsh thing and including Welsh teams is there is a benefit to the English teams because uh, it's variety. There is, I think, and I'd be respectful here, on the face of it, far more of a benefit to the Welsh teams because they enter a superior league um, in terms of competition. And, you know, certain teams in the URC, Leinster among them, have thrived because they're centrally funded, they can rest players, they control all that sort of stuff. Um, and revenue is, in a sense, is there's more revenue guaranteed. Um there's also less regulation on their salary caps and that sort of stuff, as far as we understand. So some, yep. but other teams haven't. They floundered really, and they're kind of, yes, they're professional, elite professional rugby teams, but really, it's not. There's not a huge amount of jeopardy and huge amount of hope surrounding them. So there are two sides to URC. One is commercially, the closed, the closed league can make sense and it can make investors, or rather, I think it can make benefactors feel more secure. Um. But I think my per- my opinion is you lose something from the very essence of sport, which is what happens if you lose. You lose that jeopardy. And I, I do think that it, it's not my money, but I, I like the idea of having of the Premiership, for example, redrawing its lines, taking some big decisions as we've, as we've spoken about before. And actually, mm. I mean, the thing is, they can't just they can't just do that. Everyone thinks Simon Massey Taylor, the new Prem Rugby CEO. Well, he's not that new anymore, but the Prem Rugby CEO, he's to make this decision. Do this, do that. It's like yeah, but the clubs have a say. That's the point. They have P shares. They it's yep. it's not they're not there to tell the clubs what they're doing. And I think Premiership Rugby would be actually way better served if Premiership Rugby the Premiership would be way better served if Premiership Rugby could make unilateral decisions because self interest of individual franchises would effectively be diluted and I think that probably helps. Do you overall. think that I'd say over the last three or four years we've been looking at the Gallagher Premiership and thinking, right, well, this this is a great league, you know, this is a strong league. You, you know, you're comparing it to the football premiership in comparable you know, rugby and obviously football is different, you know, in terms of funding, money, etc. But you're thinking this Gallagher could be the best one of the best rugby leagues in the world until you start seeing and start digging a little bit deep into the finances and you, you start looking at clubs thinking ooh you know actually you are struggling um, yeah. and all of a sudden things start to present themselves and you, you can see what's happened now with Worcester and Wasps and, and you sort of think well actually maybe it's not in as good a place as we all thought uh, maybe this is a time to have a have a super league where it's an it's a northern hemisphere league and you know you have whatever it is fourteen teams in that league uh, a league below then for the rest of the teams and relegation and promotion. Yeah, but then because now's then, the pro- then... now's the ideal opportunity to do something like that. I'd, I'd imagine. I think. Yeah, I, I think more more realistic, actually. I mean, this, this is the thing. Like, we've, there's a European Cup, right? Which, you know, the, the European Cup exists. So English teams do compete against Welsh teams and French teams and Irish teams and Scottish teams. So it does it dilute the European Cup if you have a Super League with different European nations in it? Yes, it does, f- full stop, I think. Um, but does that mean you shouldn't do it? I, I don't think it does. But then 
my, my go back to my original point. What is the real the real benefit of Scarlets and Cardiff being in the Premiership? What's the real benefit to Leicester Tigers or Saints or Bath? I think there's more of a benefit to the Welsh teams because they step into a superior league. Now, yep. no one's ever said that the financial state of the Gallagher Premiership makes it envi- is enviable because it isn't. It's ultimately it's not unsustainable until it becomes unsustainable. Football's unsustainable, except it's proven completely sustainable because it's still happening. But rugby is vulnerable, and it's not. It's not going to. The Premiership isn't going to die and go away. But I think more realistic than a some sort of cross nation, multi nation super league. I think is a actually a redrawing of the lines of the Gallagher Premiership. So I, I think if you if you say right, the what do you mean cap, redrawing the lines? What yeah. I mean is you spend less money, right? So if the salary cap was. 7.4 whatever 6.4 then it was then it was now it's 5 and mm. there's lads getting squeezed out if you go along the lines of and this is just completely back of a fag packet type stuff it's like if you go along the lines of a minimum squad size so you have to have a certain number of players at least a minimum wage so you can't skank anyone and a further reduced salary cap i'm talking seriously reduced like reduce it by another million quid mm. Right, players will hate that suggestion. I know that. I would have hated it too. But almost every club is spending more money than it brings in, and there are people saying, like Stephen Lansdowne, who owns Bristol, um, a great man, of course. He's saying Premiership rugby needs to do more to increase revenues. Well, yes, th- yes, that that's true. E- everyone needs to, the game needs to do more. It's Premiership rugby are bringing in a new head of growth, basically a growth manager who's done wonderful things in other worlds and other sports and. Whatever, and that's really interesting. That will take time. Something you can, an immediate short-term fix, because you can always put the salary cap back up as they're intending to, I think next season or the season after, I forget which. But you can always put it back up. But why, for why now, are they putting it back are, up though? If exactly, mate. Oh. Right, so why, so what, what What are the main problems with, so let, let's say, worst case scenario is, if you, I'm, I'm in Bath now as we speak, so let's talk about Bath. If you say, what's the worst case scenario for Bath if the financial think the financials aren't addressed, basically, a further further um, restrictions aren't put on spending? Well, let's say the owner says, which he's not going to, sod this, I'm out. And nobody buys it because it's losing millions of pounds a year. Bath rugby folds, no one's got a job. I mean, it can happen. It's What time is it now? As we're recording, it's just before four o'clock. In the next hour, Worcester could fold as a professional club. They mm-hmm. could end. Yep. So it literally can happen, right? So that's the that's the scenario. And the other, so what are the, you know, so actually if you're saying, right, you can only now spend 4 million on salaries, then lads, but you can't just keep all your top players and bin the, you know, bin the ones in the middle and keep all the youngsters on 12 grand a year and they should be happy with an offer. The worst case scenario is that some lads might go to France, but not that many can go because they can't take that many non-French players. A couple might go to Japan then you're kind, that's about it. Mm. All the other lads will either go and work in a bank, go and do something else, or stay and play for a salary which is still, in terms of national averages, very large. Now, it's easy to say, well, Jim Hamilton's argument, for example, is, and he says it tongue-in-cheek, I think, is it's such a hard job, the payers should get more. No, no, it doesn't make sense. There is not the money to give them more. There literally isn't the money. So if you're... As I I said on his podcast, it's it's like the person across the road oh, from yeah, me. Their you house che- is you cheated on me, didn't you? 
Yeah, I cheated on you. The you ha- person across the road from me is, their house is twice the size of mine. Why can't I have a house like that? I work hard. Yeah, but I don't have the money to have that house. You can't just go and buy it. I mean, you can, but it will bite you in the ass when a rainy day comes, mm. and it always comes. So you need to, you, you need, the clubs, need, the, the initial step is, well, everyone's saying, yeah, you need more revenue. Yeah, all right. Hey, let's, Let's quickly click our fingers and double attendances. Let's quickly d- d- click our fingers and do 10 million a year on jerseys. But wouldn't the revenue come it, from adding different nationalities to the league, for instance, because then you've got more TV rights no. coming? You've got. Mate, you think, that, you think adding two Welsh teams is going to save all the Premiership just, clubs from financial not just, oblivion? Not just two Welsh teams, but opening up the league to other nationalities. I mean, and that's one of the reasons why South Africa came into the URC, because of the money that they bring for the rights to show the games. But you, the premiership is, I'm not going down the road of it's the best league or it's not the best league, whatever. It is a brilliant a league. This league. weekend, for example, was the rugby was immense this weekend. Not that all of it was brilliant, but the games mm. shed loads of points, comebacks, amazing if you want to sell controversy, rugby, amazing. If you want to sell rugby, then something like Exeter Harlequins is a game yeah. that you want to sell it on. And mate, it was. We'll get into it mad. later. It was mad down there. Yeah, yeah, it is. And but but my my, my point is that the, the product is amazing. So Scarlet will the product be good. less amazing? It will, will will the will the product be less amazing if you reduce a salary cap by a million quid? Right. Well, one or two players might go initially. Maybe yeah, it for the might, first two years, probably. Yeah, but not many. No, nope. uh, it might be hard. So you know, we're losing Sam Simmons in the Premiership, but we're getting Zach Mercer back. Yeah. You know, we've lost Falatau, but you've got. Vinopola back on form. You've got Don Brandt. You've got plenty of lads knocking around. So some a, K, a, a couple of players might go. A handful of players might leave. You can't right? play well, for England okay, if you leave you know either, what? can you? Yeah. There's loads more players. Mm. And the lads don't want to get their money brought down. Of course they don't. I don't want to pay cut from what I do. Neither do Nobody does. But it's a case of if, you know, say, a, I don't know, an events company come to me or ITV come to, not ITV, the production company does the highlight show, whatever says, well... We could pay you that, but there is every chance we'll go out. We'll go out of business by about round eight, mm. or we might go out of business at any point during the season. I said, "Well, I'll take the cash now, and if you go out of business, stuff it." There's some, but there's no other highlights job. That's it. So the message is: this is the money we have. We are not paying you anymore. So if you won't do it, we will find somebody who will. That is the message. And guess what? I am doing it. That is literally what has happened with my job. So that is how it worked. That is how it works. If Ben Kay suddenly says to, you know, going by sort of Jim's argument, well, I'm I'm the best at what I do. I do all the big games or whatever. And BT, I want half a million a year. They will say goodbye mm. because they don't have that money. This is how it works. They These salaries now, it's not the players' fault. The nope. players are class. There's also, I think, potentially at a lot of rugby clubs, there are just far too many employees. I mean, this is potentially costing people jobs. I don't want to do that. But no, no one's going to make any decisions off the back of this. But... There are so many people employed at these rugby clubs and they're, and people, players primarily by a long way, it's it's not about what can they sign for another club for. It's about what can the game afford. And in terms of what the premiership can afford, players are paid too much money. There's just no way of escaping that fact. That is just the way it is. I think you, people might forget as well that ever since you know, you're, you're a young player playing rugby, you have ambition to play for a professional club. And then you have ambition to play for your country. And I think people will stay, you know, to try and to try and play for their country, try and get capped. 
you know, it's it's mostly the players that potentially come to the end of their career when they have been overlooked or they've had a handful of caps and they think they're not going to be selected. Then they look to, to possibly leave and, and play in a different country or a different league. But certainly... There aren't that many options though now, mate. No, but certainly when you're young, that's all you want to do is play for your club, get selected for your club every week. And then the next step is to play international rugby because you've watched it all your all your life from a boy teenager into your 20s you know watching some of the great games that your country has, has been involved in whether it's six nations whether it's autumn whether it's world cup so they've also got that pull as well to to be a capped international because everyone wants to be capped don't they everyone wants that on their cv yeah you play for england play for wales play for scotland well maybe not scotland not Scotland changed yeah. your life, didn't it? Yeah, but you, it does. But there, are, there aren't that many options. Nope. This exodus to France can't happen anymore. There cannot be a mass exodus to France because the top fourteen doesn't allow as, as many non-French players as it used to. It doesn't allow it. So there is no, there is not going to be a mass exodus to France. There never has been big numbers from here going to Japan. There never has been. So it's you're actually not. It's not like well, stuff them. Where are they going to go? Reduce their money. It's like no, no, lads. We, you've got to communicate with them and bring them in. And say, lads, this is why we're doing it. The, this is our financial situation. Lewis Ludlam was on telly the other day um, saying about Northampton. And he said the director's there, the, the CEO there, uh, Mark is a br- lovely guy. He's, he said he's really open with us about the financial situation. They tell us everything. They tell us we know exactly where we are. So if he says, well, I've, I've got 15 England caps since my last contract, I want another 150 grand a year. They can say, no, we can't do that. Mm. And this is why. And another club might do it for you, but they won't do it twice for you. And actually, actually, we're spending more than we should. I don't know about Saints, but it's like, actually, we're all spending too much. So if you, it's all, I don't know, if you offer a player There'll a shitload more than he's currently right? on, they'll take it. Yeah, of course they will. But they might, you know, we also want to balance it up with being able to invite star players, Andre Pollard and those guys to mm. our league. So, the marquee player thing, perhaps that remains and that will give richer clubs an advantage over poorer clubs because Bristol might be able to do a million quid on whoever it is and mm. Newcastle can't. But well, it's only two marquee uh, players, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's one? going down to one, I think. I okay. could be wrong on that, so yep. please do correct me. But um, it's I. it just, rugby spends too much money and clicking your fingers and saying you've got to produce more revenue is like saying if you're if you're worried about your personal financial situation and you speak to your your mum about it and your mum says, well, you need to earn twice as much money. Quick, go. You need to double your salary. It's like, yeah, or what? Yeah, I work towards that. What I could do is maybe stop spending so much money every month because I, I spend a lot of money that I don't need to spend. Don't need so like, that, yeah, you don't need an electric bike or... Yeah, that, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's the difference you can make immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that that's the thing. And it's That's gotta come from the top though, isn't it? You know, players will hate it, mate. If someone mm. had said this when I was a player, I'd have been like, oh, piss off, mate. But mm. there, there are some clubs that just ain't gonna go out of business because the owners are absolutely minted it, and that's fine. But, it, it's but what about all the other clubs? It's difficult from where to start, isn't it? Because players will be on different yeah. contract lengths from different times, different money. Yeah. And it's something that you could have in place, say, in four or five years' time, because typically a contract will last two, three years, maybe fourth option. Maybe some uh, are scooped up like on a five-year deal, like Marcus Smith, for instance. You know, you'd want him on a five-year deal, wouldn't you? Because you know, you build a, yeah. your team around him. But there probably has to be a point f- further down the line where this is this is maximum you can pay. 
that this is it. This Do you know, I, it's I. Mark Evans made the point um, to me once about a minimum wage, not a maximum wage. So what the minimum wage does, if you have a cap and a minimum wage, that has all the impact you need on your the biggest salaries you can pay. So what happens is if you've got a maximum salary of 500,000 quid for a player, then what that does is inevitably it wipes out guys in the middle and at the bottom. It will you, You're literally taking names with that salary. So if I sign for Bath on half a million, there will be one or two lads who don't get contracts anymore or their money gets dropped dramatically. Whereas if everyone has to be, I think he said every first team squad member has to be on a minimum 50 grand a year, which might not seem like a lot for the job they do, but I'm afraid there just isn't enough money to make your minimum salary 200 grand a year as as much as you might like it to be because they're all warriors and all that. There ain't the dough. So mm. there might be one day there isn't now. You've got a minimum first team squad member salary of 50 grand. Now, a lot of that could be free and not count against the cap if they came through your academy. Now, that's great. Let's promote that. But as soon as you have a minimum wage, actually, there is only so much money left. And suddenly, having two players on 450 or 550, whatever it is, suddenly mm. that has a massive impact on your squad numbers. And if you have a minimum, minimum squad number size, then you actually have to spread money around more, which means you're... You, probably can't pay those guys that well that's down to the clubs really isn't it to forecast yeah whether they have minimum or maximum wage whichever they want to work at it um yeah you know it's 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 up to them if they want to pay someone 500 grand and they want to pay someone else 20 grand um you know but unless there's a minimum wage yeah then it's not yeah maybe you know or a, so, or a maximum wage but it's like, yeah or yeah or a maximum wage but if you've got a maximum wage of i'm making it up 350 and you've got, or you know, and you've got twelve lads on three fifty. Yep. Then you have squeezed the middle out and a load of the bottom as well. Yep, so it's almost like it's up to them. But you, to, yeah, then you completely. need a minimum squad size, and yeah, that's up to yeah. them. Of course, it is. But it's bad just, planning if you've got that, isn't it? Really? Because yeah. You're not going to have any money for, yeah. say, with all due respect, like an average, not an average player, but a good club player that probably won't. You know, go on to international rugby, but probably, around, probably a David Flatman, probably, probably a David around. They made eight caps. Come on, better than seven, isn't it? Yeah, more than Leon Lloyd. Saw Leon Lloyd. Leon Lloyd Saturday night. How many's he got? I don't. know. I think he's got four, isn't he? Five or something. Either way, got more. Got way, way more, mate. More than Duncan Bell. More than Leon. Do you Lloyd. walk a bit taller? Do you get a bit more confident when you're around someone? Not around Lloydy, no. Mm. Um, yeah. Lloydy is he's a hellish combination of being tall absolutely beautiful looking man like perfect right perfect amazing shape really nice bloke really bright really friendly and one of the hardest blokes mm. from the premiership so you he's done you everywhere he's done you everywhere and the only way I've done him is England caps and really but under weaknesses he's got eczema so <laughs> yeah. I wish he had I wish he had needs a lot of cream um yeah, he's bloody got a lot, mate. I mean, it's, I'm pleased for him, but resentful at the same time. Um, that was quite heavy, wasn't it, for a Monday afternoon? But it's some, yeah. some things needed to be said, didn't it? I just, we're, yeah, as soon as we, we, we probably should have fit, recorded this tonight, but we've both got 40 children, but um, hang on. Uh, but yeah, it was a bit heavy. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tell me where you were this weekend. What did you do? Um, I went on Saturday. Um, I hosted an event uh, in... I can't say where it was. Is that okay? No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Thailand. So, no, All it right. was in it was in England. <laughs> um, it was in England. Uh, Killing but no, genuinely, I can't. Okay, I can't fine. say what I was doing. But I was with some of the Leicester boys. But it was good. It was kind of uh, behind behind the scenes type stuff. Yep. But it was uh, enjoyed that. And then on Sunday, I was at Chiefs for uh, Chiefs oh. against Quins, filming the highlights with Topsy and. <laughs> What a game, Kel match. I've had um, I've had such a busy weekend. I've not had time to watch that, so I'm looking forward to watching it later. And oh. I'm looking forward to. I've seen, you know, the main part of the game, um, the forward or non-forward. The moment, past. yeah. Have you seen Ollie Woodburn's pick up offload off the floor? Yep. Yep. Ever seen anything like that? Um, but I think probably for G and John se- Smith did it for once. G and sevens maybe. Maybe, maybe, like maybe though. Yeah, I mean it's outrageous. Mm. Um, what I would say about the game Nakatawa is, Tower um, do something like that when they the second row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, yeah. So the, the game, I mean, the game's fantastic. It, it, it's really worth watching. I mean, yeah. If you hadn't watched the game of Premier Rugby before, you'd be over the moon if you watched that. Um, but what I would say is that I feel, I feel bad for Quinns because. We were in line with that pass mm. uh, that they said wasn't forward, and TMOs, and it has to be definitively proved as forward. As soon as he threw it, it was like that's forward. And Ben Kay on telly was like that is forward, and we we're like, oh, it's such an amazing finish and try, but it is going to be called back. And then it wasn't, and we were quite surprised. Mm. And then there's also another try that um, Chiefs score, and I think they score it off first phase from a scrum, and you see Jack Walker talking to the ref afterwards and he's like, mate, because that scrum, it's difficult. It's not the ref's fault because it's, the, it's the, the assistant referee. It was on the other side from Ian Tempest, the ref. But it is one of the clearest scrum penalties, in my opinion, you will see all season against Chiefs. Mm. And 
Wilco Lowe from Quinn's completely dominant in that scrum at penalty all day long. Instead, they concede a try, a runaway try, and you're like, that is brutal. So you, those two tries, you think that's tough for them. They're but they're when you'll, you'll see it. But when Quinn's got back into it in the second half, mate, the, some of the rugby they play is just beautiful. Luke Northmore was fantastic, mate. Do you know over the weekend? I think there's been quite a lot of um, bad decisions through TMOs. Started off with, I think, started off with New Zealand, Australia. And just never quite... I haven't seen it yet. Just never quite recovered from that. A lot was missed during that game. Um, There was a clear red... Saw a high shot that got missed. Yeah, there was a clear red card for Tom Jordan of Glasgow, number 10. Not given, given a yellow yeah. shoulder to face of Josh Adams. Said it on comms. Can not be anything else but a red, given a yellow. But noticed it all the way through, really, um, this weekend. Just yeah, loads. One for not a great weekend, I don't think, for refs and TMOs, is what I will say. Okay, mm. okay, boy. I mean, tough job, but someone's got to do it. They're as accountable as everyone else. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, aren't they? You choose to be a ref. Um, you know, Barnsley had no mates. Was pretty poor at rugby. He became a ref. Yep. Yeah, love processes and combat trousers with proper walking shoes done up really tight. Utility belt at the pub. Checkered shirt, short sleeved, and drinking real ale and a pair of hiking boots. Yeah, smashed after two pints. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, right. So it was lots in the of tries scored, least, Tommy. Mate. There was loads of tries scored. Look, look at, we'll have a, well, have we done Exeter Harlequins, do you think? Yeah. Forward pass. Um, was a forward pass. I, I, I thought it was forward, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Wanted clear evidence that it it went forward. There was no... From what he was saying, was it Ian Tempest, ref? Yeah. yeah. From what he was saying, there was no clear evidence. It pretty was from the wide angle. It did go forward. So if you're a Quinn's supporter, you would 100% feel hard done by with that because ultimately, yeah, lost the game. Yep. Amazing game, mind you. Uh, Bath was on Friday night. Was Bath just getting hammered early. 25 nil down at home. You think, oh my goodness. Mm. Van Graan's just been on TV saying we've got to start better tonight. You're like, Wolves 25 nil at home. And they came right back into it. It was a really good game in the end. Um, yeah, it's difficult because did, you know, did Wasp scored a load of points. They then let the foot off the gas a bit and that's, it's unconscious, but it can happen. Mm. The Willis brothers were amazing again. It does happen all the time, mate. Happens all the time. Um, Bath were desperate. Wasp were nearly 40 points on the board. It's difficult to keep the, the adrenaline spiking as it was at the start of the game when you're that far yeah, ahead. You switch off. Um, yeah. You become comfortable and you're not yeah. too bothered if you give away a penalty or a try because you've got that comfort blanket of points behind you. Will Muir was good. Um, Thocken Singer looks at his best, actually, when they use him a couple of defenders out as a carrying really direct. It's almost yeah. like if you just wait for him to get into space, you, you could be waiting I always feel like watching well Manu. Tulangi, I think, yeah, you, yeah. you're good off off 10, you know, trucking it up, giving platform. But, you know, you get that a little bit wider, you break more tackles because you've got players coming on a drift. You can't get 
two-man tackle there. It's more of a one-on-one. And like nine times out of ten, you're going to bust through that tackle because your centre of gravity is so low and um, and the power is unbelievable. Yeah, and he one of those direct carries led to Jonathan Joseph scoring a try. The beautiful step just left somebody properly on their ass. Mm. Um, yeah, really, really nice. Um, so that that was actually a, that was a hell of a game. Um, yeah, Bristol Irish is just two teams that fling it basically. So forty thirty six. You mm. know, it's another nearly eighty point game. Sarries Gloucester was an eighty point game. I know people look at East this Midlands and, and Derby sixty points. Start you saying know? about ah, uh, you know, well, defensive coaches have got a lot of work to do. You can't have it both ways. You can't have high scoring games with um, and have a go at defensive coaches all the time because that's just that's what we want to see. I think in rugby is we want to see tries. We want to get people excited. We want to get the flirt rugby fans back involved. Some games are for the purist, um, where you know there's a lot of penalty kicks. You know, there, for instance, South Africa Argentina um, at the weekend. There was forty penalties in that game, one every two minutes. You know, and that, and that is a game for the purist. But I would much rather see a weekend of results like we saw in the Gallagher Premiership because it gets people excited about rugby you know it becomes more entertainment which primarily it is an entertainment sport and look defensive coaches will take a little bit of a battering but on the flip side take your hat off to the attack coaches and how positive teams want to be i think it's it's the way forward of rugby you know if they want to get big audiences watching it you can't have a game 59 on penalties you are going to get that but you want to see 40 points to 36 41 points to 39 Thirty-nine five. I yep. know Newcastle got hammered, but still, some good tries from Worcester. Yeah, and tries are what people get excited about. Yeah, my view. Yep, agreed. Um, like flats. Yeah, flats, sorry. It's yeah. like yeah, I look at the the URC a bit this weekend. And if you want to listen to more, tune into our unloaded show on Wednesday six o'clock. But Scarlet points. Scarlet's lost thirty-nine points to fifty-five against Ulster. At one stage, mm. they got right back in it around the 16-minute mark. But even though the Scarlets lost, and they drew last week against the Ospreys, I, st- I still want to watch them because I know you're going to get exciting rugby and you, you know you're going to get tries, you know you're going to get on the edge of your seat and you're going to stand up, shout the TV, get excited about some individual brilliance and some team brilliance from the tries they score. They leak a lot, but I'd much rather watch them. You know, yep. They're the team to watch for me in Wales at the moment and... Not because they're winning, but because the rugby they play. Yep. Which I know isn't probably great to hear if you're a Scarlet's coach, Dwayne Peel. You know, he want to get a win on the board. But yeah, of course. that's my view. Okay, boy. Um, yes, and so a couple of stunning games in the Prem. Worcester were fantastic. Yeah. I mean, sad and great at the same time. They were really, really good. Newcastle were really poor, considering what we're used to. They're a good team and... They were really poor at the weekend, um, really off it. Saracens-Gloucester was mad. Gloucester had it won mm. once or twice and Saracens basically drove their way back into it. It was a, it was a, it was a game for the fans of a driving mall, put it that way. But um, how they won that, I mean, amazing effort. And Leicester Tigers, Saints started off so well. That back three was yeah. amazing, just carving They're up. three Alex yellow Mitchell. cards though, didn't they, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carving up and then Leicester just so many unanswered points, so much control, so much power. I mean, steamrolled them in the end. I mean, Northampton Saints were stuck. They were. They looked so good, and to have forty points put on you when you're looking that good at the start is mm. quite something. Yeah. 
yeah. So, I mean, some genuinely, you know, amazing games. And Sunday just capped it off, was the most amazing of them all. Are there one or two controversies in there? Yep. Yes, there are. But, geez, what a game. Yeah. Did you know this? The Dragons won at the weekend. Against Munster. They did win a home game last year. And I believe this stat to be true, that they hadn't won at Rodney Parade since February 2020. That's amazing. Dean Ryan has apparently out, literally he? left the position. Yeah, Di Flanagan uh, was head coach, so he had he was in front yeah. of the media uh, pre-game, post-game. Um, wouldn't comment on it, which is which is fair enough. But it was it was a pretty poor game, apart from a bit of individual brilliance from Rio Dyer, uh, right winger, just electric, goes through a tackle of uh, Fekatoa and Peter Armani. That didn't look like there's any space there, but it's like, you know, when you do drills in training and you've got two tackle shields and you've got to just power through the tackle shields. Yeah, it was like that. You know, like when you run in the gauntlet, was it, yeah, gladiators. It was like that, and he just rounds Mike Haley, but he was so quick. It was the most exciting thing that happened that game. Um, but yeah. a huge win for them because, as I said, they've lacked winning they won two games last year both away from home mm. so at least something to shout about there because no one wants to see a team like that you know lose every single week you've got to have something positive and something to look forward to the following week and be, yeah. be nice for them everyone was willing them to win a home game and they have so it's always nice going in on a on a monday then after a win i tell you is there anything worse than this mm. mate i went to glasgow at the weekend uh, I had to fly from Bristol, covered uh, Glasgow, Cardiff. Is there anything worse than travelling with a, the team? Oh no! So Cardiff were on my flight, and look, I know, oh, no. I know, say hello to the boys, but you know, there's what twenty, twenty five of them, including a couple of travelling reserves and one of me. Like, you know, everyone probably oh, looking no. and judging. I've obviously said something bad about not bad, but you know you've got to be critical sometimes. It's yeah, just and you said you said some horrible stuff. It's just, it it's just it, you have it, you I have you it's have. just uncomfortable. Yeah, and I'd flight back you with have. Them as well. Well, if there any, if there's any, all the young guys have probably heard that you've said there's no young talent coming through. They probably remember that, don't they? Uh, there's a one or two. There's not a great deal. Stick by that, mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah so I had to travel back. <laughs> had to travel back with them, and just like oh, on the way back is even worse because at least on the way out they're positive. They're off the back of a win against Munster, a great start to the season, and then get hammered out in Glasgow. So head down all the way back. I preempted what gate it would be in Glasgow Airport. I went and sat there, watched a game of rugby. Oh, and that's all. And tra- yeah, traveling with a team is just. It's not the one. No. It is not the one. No. Unless, got unless you've got mates. Unless you've got a group of you you can chat to. I was on my own. Oh, God. Yeah. It's tragic. I know. So just settled down and watched a bit of Dharma. Watch some serial killers to get over an awkward situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well done. Yeah, I might start Dharma. I uh, might start Dharma. Um, England squad's been announced with training squad, you know. So yeah. uh, Hugh Tizard's in. Young Locke, he's really good player. Danny Kerr's out. Uh, not a massive surprise after he got tugged really early mm-hmm. in the third test Half-time, in Oz, think, but it? it was before I think um, pretty, pretty tough 
Um, another locks in. Alex Coles is in from Saints. Really good player. Alex Mitchell's class. Mm. Sinclair's out. But Sinclair's not in. But he's he, they're just going to let him play for a bit. He's had a long time out injured, and they're just. I think they're just. He's he's going to the World Cup if he's fit. Yeah. Um, Harry Randall's been left out because Alex Mitchell is in. And Dan Cole in or out? Dan Cole not in. Okay. No. Um, Joe Marchant not in either. He's been told to do some work. Um, do some homework. Yeah, Sinclair and Marla not selected, but I mean, they're going, aren't they? Because they're so good and mm. they probably just want to have a look at someone else yeah. and leave them to it at club level. Um, uh, Manu's back in. Van Portfleet's in at nine. Um, so it's not. this is not your World Cup squad. No. This is not your Auckland International squad. This is just your have a good look at some people, get some of the big It's also getting a couple in, of youngsters in the training environment so they know what it's like because it's been completely different yeah. to, to training at your club. You know, the, the core yeah. system, the communication system, everything, you know, it's completely... Tell you who looks good. New. Well, who? Harry, Henry Arundel, obviously, but Henry, not Harry. Um, Will Joseph, Jonathan Joseph's brother, okay. looks really good. Really good. All right. One to look out yeah. for. Yeah, he looks killer. All right. um, Alex, Alex Mitchell's my top tip to get into the team, although mm, you never know with old Eddie, do you? Nope. Well, if you start you bigging him up on social media, he won't get in. You know that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Stuart Lancaster's leaving Leinster, yeah, going for Racing next season. Saw that. That's um, big loss to Leinster, I think. He's yeah, pretty vital yep. in, what, in what they do. Yep. Hugely highly rated yep. over there. They've done really a huge amount. Well respected. Bundles of trophies. I mean, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? Um, so that that is that's a big one. Interesting to see how he gets on. Over Where there. are you this weekend? What game are you covering? What I'm games? going to. Just have a look at your diary. Uh, good question, that Tommy. I'm going to Quinns. I'm going to Quinns, Tommy, and that's that. There's nothing you can do about it. Who are they playing? Um, I've got a couple of dinners this week. Um, really nice little charity events. You know what I'm like. No, that's prim- that's uh, the rugby cup at the weekend. Who are Quinns playing? I actually don't know who they're playing. Oh, let me tell you now, Tommy. On Sunday. Um, is it? Hope so. Yes, it is. Well done. Yes, it is. Thank you. Uh, Quinn Saints on Sunday to do the highlights from there. And oh, there's a McDonald's. There's a McDonald's just on the way out on the three one six, which always worries me. On the I way used to home. go there all the time. Oh. Train at London Welsh. My dad used to stop in there on the way home. Fond memories. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it worries me though because it's not what I need in my life. I'm, I got weighed in. I got weighed in um, at Chiefs yesterday for a laugh in the changing rooms because they're weighing oh, they've got yeah. the scales in there to weigh in all Good the players. Good confidence booster, was it? I said, "How heavy is Dave Ewers?" And the bloke said, "He's a mate. Guess how heavy Dave Ewers is? He is stacked as well. He's got he mate. He's got he's got a six pack and he's one hundred and thirty six kilos. Wow, mate. Wow. That's he was weird. pinballing people at the weekend. Like he's pinballing people. Mm. It's like he's twenty one play. He's like twenty one playing fifteens. He's anyway, what was your weight? I'm 127. <laughs> That's a lot, isn't it? Well, you you carry it. Well. I'm lifting all right, though. Carry, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's winter coming as well, mate. Don't forget that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly, boy. So I got I got fitted up for a jacket earlier in the bus. Oh yeah, I mate. meant to tell you. I didn't have the heart. Yeah. I just try and get you on a good moment. Um, Jackie wore the week before with Topsy a grey one it was a little bit big I thought you were going to pull like some flowers or rabbit from I your know. sleeve do you know what the weird thing is you had a wizard sleeve mate, weird, is what you had weird thing is I had three jackets made at the same time at the same place a little while back they made three jackets and I forgot I completely forgot that's why you've never seen that jacket before because I wore it once in Japan 
That's when I got them. Did they fit you? Did that. they fit you up when you had a fleece on? Do you know what? Yeah. Do you know what? No, the other two fit really nicely, oh, okay. and that one doesn't. Mm. So they've made it wrong, and I just have tried on one. They've said they're all the same, and I've taken them. Mm. Got to Japan, realised doesn't fit, and I forgot it didn't fit. Wore it to Worcester, and it was like, oh no, oh no. And I said, can I take my jacket off? And they said you can't because of <laughs> sweat patches under your, your arms. Jacket on, and I knew. <laughs> no, but I knew it was chilly actually. I knew it was too big did you know, for the whole did you, show. Did you like, think oh, I'd man. pick up on it? I thought it's the sort of thing that you would put on the <laughs> hey, mate. group chat that we've got with Jim and everyone, and you didn't. You just kept it to your, just to you and me, but now you've made it global. So. Oh, you should have seen the trousers John Barkley had on on, Go on Friday. Cold night up in Glasgow. He had these trousers on. I touched them. And they were like elastic. They looked like trousers, but they were elastic. And they had, they didn't have, they had a little cord, you know, like a pair of shorts. Yep. I know him. Yep. And I, I said to him, mate, are those those trousers you can get off the internet where guys do like parkour Instagram. and backflips? Yep. Is that them? Um, yep. But they were, they were stretchy. And then he didn't have any socks on. He had blue shoes blue like trainer shoes no socks his ankles must have been absolutely freezing it was the coldest night for a long time but you know he was, he's so stubborn he had to wear it he's been stung by the instagram ads look at these trousers mm-hmm. we call this the daily and there's a guy like standing up well he's got he's like working he's one of those modern types that's like yep. Get, got really cool gets hair out of bed, and nice puts glasses. a t-shirt on puts his glasses on and sits like a. And sit, he sits on a Swiss ball. Yep. On it sits on a Swiss ball to do his typing mm-hmm. on his laptop. Bore off, mate. Mm-hmm. Get a chair. Get a chair. You pork chop. Yep. So, is there's an office I walk past in bar sometimes. Well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the only people old I know that wear them. You have old guys rule. You, Bubs, <laughs> and John Barkley. <laughs> What's a dad bod? It hasn't say dad bod on it. What is it? <laughs> It's like adverts on Instagram saying, have you got a dad bod? This is what you need. Oh, yeah. And it's like a, a t-shirt that fits you and it's all like... Mate, you, tight. because you've taunted me about my jacket, that's why I'm getting <laughs> fitted up for new stuff today. I'm not joking, mate. I'm just like, do you know, I hate, I hate... If I'm, if I'm walking around town, I'm going to the gym or I'm going to the tip or something. I don't give a toss what I wear. I'm the scruffiest bloke ever. I saw a mate in town the other day, Felix. He's like, do you ever dress up? I said, mate, I've been to do weights and now I'm getting a sandwich. Yeah. Means like, yeah, but you're in Central Bath. I said, mate, I don't care. Got, I don't give a toss, mate. you got boots on. What are they? I couldn't, no, you're that bad. I just, I, was like, I don't care, mate. I'm just, I just don't care what I wear like that. But then I don't need to look really smart to go and get a sandwich. It's like, what, what am I, I you know, anyway. But that thing was like, you, I was going to anyway, but you tipped me over the edge. So I made an appointment <laughs> and I went over, I went there today. <laughs> I went there today. And I was like, look, I've got this jacket. And do you know what I did? This is Only because you mentioned it the true. other day, you said Joe Marler was, had a, oh, beautiful yeah, suit, yeah. had a lovely fitted suit on. And you're but they're in London. Bad. I can't be asked to go to London. I've, mm. I've been to London to get fitted up before and it's a ball ache. It just takes I too long. To but, to London. No, but I don't want to bother. So um, I, uh, do you know what I did to this tailor this morning? Mike, I actually showed him <laughs> your message to me. <laughs> and he was like, oh no, that jacket's not good. Not good. Not good. I was like, yeah. I know. Let's just let's pretend that didn't happen. Bring it to me. I'll make it better. So I'll do that. I'll do that. In the meantime, uh, I'm got, sorry. But he was like very. He's like very unusual uh, measurements. I'm getting That's the rolls like, you had in it. It's just he's like you have fifty. He has like you have fifty inch chest and you have a fifty inch seat. And he was like, uh, "Yes, your thighs." Okay, he measured them, and I was like, "Just measure the calves as well, because often trousers yeah. don't fit on my." And he measures. He's like, "Oh no." Oh no, he said it's really difficult because it's like 
you need big a lot of space for my thighs and a lot of space for my calves but my knees are relatively normal and that's <laughs> so why that's why you end up having jeans like Wales on International Day, you know, really, really bad. Yeah, like down you the guys in your boot cuts. And just haven't seen yeah. a little bit of brown toe of your shoe. But I got, I, do you know what? I do get some top tips. Like Paul Doran Jones oh, is yeah. what he is the best dressed prop in the history of the world. He looks amazing. He goes for like a dog walk. He just looks brilliant. Mm. And he said to me, These are the jeans you want. I bought them. He was right. This is where the jacket you want. This is where you got to do. And I'm afraid, mate, you've got to bite the bullet and you've got to have everything made. And he is right. Otherwise, you just look like a Muppet. Yeah. You just look like a Muppet. Jeans are a nightmare, aren't they? Work. If you find one brand and fit that works, you just got to get three or four of them, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. All right, boy. Well, there you are. Bit of fashion advice well done, from um, I've finished Yellowstone Series 3, by the way. I won't tell you what happens, Good. but about two episodes ago, I was like, it's dragging a bit this series. There's not a lot actually happening. Mm. Kelly Wright, the, 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 the daughter is actually, I'm finding... Not, I'm finding the character really annoying. I'm finding it really right. dull and uh, frustrating. But I like Rip. I like me. Um, Rip save the day. Can Jimmy's you tell me girl. Not telling you, girls. Uh, Jimmy's new girlfriend's mate is a ridiculous. There's some ridiculous stuff going on, and it's series three is just not as good as the other series. It's gone downhill. Oh. But the last episode, holy spimoni. Okay. Yeah. You wait and see, boy. All right. All right. Definitely, we'll do. I've, I've got it on Paramount. I had to download that. Me too. Nightmare. Yeah, worth it though. Yeah. Worth every pen. Right. Good luck right, to boy. you this weekend. Well done. And I'll look, see you, lad. Do another in well Where are you, by the way? Um, I'm in the studio out in Ireland covering a couple of games, a couple of Welsh games Goals. on the Saturday. Oh, good. I might do, I might do some door handle vids this week. Mm. I, I like them. Right. I know you do. Right. Bye, mate. Cheers, boy. Well done, bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.